Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome to episode 305 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with... Gray, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Dave. How are you? I'm very, very well. Melting slightly, having have to turn the, all the fans off in the room because <laughs> it sounds like an aeroplane if I've got them all on. So, uh, yeah, apart from melting a little bit, at least it's, uh, yeah, the sun's kind of lapsed a little bit now. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's been hot. <laughs> last it's been hot. I know we complain when it's not hot, but uh, it has been a little <laughs> bit uh, scorchio this last week. Definitely. Yes, has definitely been. So, yeah. uh, what have you been up to the last few weeks so before i about to go off grid for two weeks i'm crawling towards my little holiday that i've got coming up um i thought i'd come on and just review uh, june and july i know we we um had a podcast really early in june so i wasn't able to give my film of the month for june mm-hmm. um i have now watched it uh, the film of the month for june is definitely mitchell's versus the machines which is a netflix film but it's also by miller and oh, lord yes yes so it's a lord and miller film uh, awesome and so good it's a different type of animation again it's animation we've all known but the way they play with it and mix the formats and the styles it's just a really good story um i like the setup there's some good appearances in there from olivia coleman i'd seen a lot of people talking about it and i sat down and watched it um towards the last couple of weeks of june thoroughly enjoyed it definitely recommend it uh, i believe it's getting like four or five star ratings quite a lot for a straight to next week's film absolutely go and watch it so that's my film of the month for june film of the month for july we are still 11 days from finishing july but i've already got it and i do not think anything's going to come close at the moment i am putting black widow out there as my film of the month for july i went and saw it in a real cinema day wow uh, i didn't play for premiere access we went into a real cinema and we watched it and we experienced it in like the big screen and it was really good it felt right it was a really good film to watch scarlett hansen absolutely does her justice it does her story justice it adds another depth and layer to the film story and uh you know a little bit of me wishes they actually had the opportunity to show this movie in the right timeline so you know obviously it it shows at the time this happened and uh, the post-credit scene helps me piece together what happens and where it is and you've got the color of her hair but absolutely brilliant there's um a lovely throw i'm gonna try and do it without spoilers there's a throw forward to an upcoming Disney Plus series in the autumn, which mm-hmm. was really good. Um, but there was also a throwback to Falcon and Winter Soldier, where there was an appearance of a character 
And because of all the delays and where this should have fallen mm -hmm. in the timeline, my brain was all fizzing and thinking, did they film that sequence before or after <laughs> the pandemic? And were yeah. we meant to meet that character before she'd appeared in Falcon and Winter? Anyway, so yeah, I, and that made me love the cinematic universe again. I'm back there. I've got loads of questions. Me and my friend came out. We had a whole car journey home, back talking about it, which makes such a difference from sitting in front of the TV in the lounge and you know mm -hmm. it's, it just had that real sense so that's my film of the month for July absolutely brilliant some great comedy some great acting in there uh, those are my recommendations yeah I I certainly enjoyed it I mean I, I don't think it's necessarily up there with some of the crazier films but it's a good solid movie it's a good yeah. send off for her the character that you're referencing from the end credit sequence I believe yes this was where we were first supposed to meet her um, okay but she has a appeared in other things since yeah. uh, so they ended up I don't think it makes too much of a difference but yes I think her introduction was supposed to be here originally so uh, uh, okay. yes but yeah uh, good return for Marvel you know so yeah. it was a that, that's for my yeah it definitely isn't up there with some of the favorites but it was good in comparison to some of the other solo ventures I would say yes definitely um, over to TV then um, I finished in my opinion five really good programs in the last couple of weeks and and I know we're going to talk about one of them together at the end. So I'll leave that one towards the end of my list. But I finished Kim's Convenience. which is a final season of the Korean sitcom on Netflix. Uh, this also has Simu Lee, who's going to be in our film uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. So, so that was his first sort of appearance. There's some sad controversy about the end of this series. If you want to go and read up on it, there is some problems that Canada had with the storylines. And there's been some suggestions of some cultural appropriation, which is sad. Right. But the series is still good. It's comedy. It's based on a play that got turned into this um, six season sitcom. Wow. Uh, 11 to 12 episodes per season. Yeah. If you want to go and binge it, it's all there on Netflix. Uh, I finally got around to finish Solar Opposites. Uh, I know I'm a little bit late to the party. You've been telling me about it. Absolutely great stories in the wall. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I just love their self-referential bit in the last bit of the episode eight about the holiday special. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't believe they were doing it. And I know you've mentioned it in a previous podcast, but when it started coming out as the dialogue, I was like, oh, that's so good that they, they sort of like mock themselves about it. Uh, next up, Feel Good, six episodes, second and final season of the Main Martin sitcom, sort of rom-com drama. Brilliant. Charlotte Ritchie, fantastic. May Martin, Lisa Kudrow, uh, all-star cast. Um, I've listened to a couple of interviews in May about it being the perfect send-off and she wouldn't want to visit those characters again. The central character of May is quite self-referential as well. So, uh, yeah, it was really good. Again, six episodes, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just finished the latest season of Last Leg, uh, which is the Channel 4 oh, chat show, show with Adam Hills. Yeah. I just think they are doing such a good job. If you reflect on this being a program that was supposed to just be there for the Paralympics, they're now getting set up for the next set of Paralympics. It's just so funny, so bang on about what's going on in the world today. They get some absolutely brilliant guests on who will talk quite openly about what's what's going on in the world. And I, I absolutely appreciate that. And I just think they're doing a really good job. If you think about some of the other chat shows we have, that at the moment, I think The Last Leg is out there. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you. 
you on that. I do love The Last Leg. I think they do a wonderful, wonderful job. It's really, really funny as well. Um, mm. Feel Good I haven't actually watched yet, but I do really like Mae Martin. There's a few of her stand-up bits on Netflix and they're really, really mm. funny. And uh, Charlotte Ritchie, I actually, I think I've actually interviewed Charlotte Ritchie for Dead Pixels when she was on that. So I have actually met her because I did a set visit for Dead Pixels on the last season. So she's really nice as well. And uh, and I mean, Lisa Kudrow is Lisa Kudrow, you know, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah all good uh, uh, the fifth one we'll talk about at the end which is Loki but we'll come to that um, what's on my currently watching list so I am powering through I started Atypical at the weekend I'm two episodes into the docuseries Sophie uh, a Murder which is on Netflix I'm up to date with Love Victor all the procedurals so your 911s your 911s Lone Star I'm watching all of those Blackish has just been dropped onto E4 and I'll talk about it later when you talk about coming up I've got a theory about why that was all dropped so rapidly mm-hmm. um, and and Harley Quinn I started I'm a little bit behind from when it first got released but I started that about the same weekend I started Blackish. Um, I know I'm still so far behind. Obviously, the terms drained me. But on the list for the summer, I'm going to get the DC show started, which is Flash and Legends and Supergirl. Never have I ever just dropped on Friday. And I am very much looking forward to August the 11th, which is What If, which I think we should now both talk about. Loki. Loki. Yes. Um, (laughs) Loki was obviously the big thing, which ended What If, which is the next one. We're in a bit of a kind of gap on the Marvel things until August the 11th, which is when What If drops, which is the animated thing. But it does set things up in Loki quite nicely for What If to be the next thing that comes along. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there are going to be potentially spoilers in this bit because we're talking about the Loki finale. So let me just find... Spoilers. 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 So, Loki, what did you think of the series as a whole and uh, where they ended things with the finale? I really enjoyed it. It's uh, second in my ranking at mm-hmm. the moment behind WandaVision, uh, above Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think Tom Hiddleston was brilliant. Yes. Um, I think the character of Sylvie, I've, I've forgotten the actress's name right now, but was a brilliant addition to the cast, as is Owen Wilson. Um, he can be quite frustrated as an actor sometimes, but I thought he would deliver it really well. I like where they set it up and second season i didn't see that coming i was convinced it was going to go through as a limited and whatever happened at the end would lead on to what we know now is the leading on to the next wave of marvel films that are all going to deal with the fallout of this but i was just so excited to see that in the sort of end sequence there are still loads of questions like you know ravenna ravenclaw where was she you know (laughs) she set off and i almost thought she was going to get a post-credit sting but you know she just sort of disappeared um i still think there's a lot of questions about the the nexus events and what that actually means for the ongoing storylines and that but i'm really excited i came away from that episode thinking (laughs) in my head i always get it wrong but plotting what the the, the next phase is about and why that was so important um, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah I, that's brilliant as well because the way that they set this up for basically I mean th- this final episode births the multiverse pretty much and you know we've been talking about oh are they introducing the multiverse are they introducing the multiverse because we know the multiverse is going to be a big thing particularly for the Spider-Man movie by the looks of things and also obviously we've got Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness so they're not exactly hiding the fact that there is a multiverse element coming up 
So um, what's interesting about the Loki series is this seems to be the birth of that multiverse because the end of it, we we meet this character who's referred to as he who remains. But um, in actual fact, that actor is playing another character in the MCU. So it looks like he who remains is a version of Kang the Conqueror. Yes, I, I read something about that. They has multiple names and they refer to him as multiple different versions, but Kang the Conqueror kept coming through. Yeah, he does have multiple names. And the idea is that they've set it up so there are, are now this multiverse has been birthed. All the evil variants of the, which there are apparently many are going to be popping up and causing Loki trouble in the second season. But equally, Kang the Conqueror had already been cast with Jonathan Majors playing the role in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. So we kind of knew that that character was coming up because that had already been announced. So to have him pop up at the end of this as a altered version or a variant version of that character as he who remains, I thought was quite an interesting uh, little thing to put in there. So I really like that. I thought uh, Sophia de Martino did a wonderful job as Sylvie and, yeah. uh, you know, the sort of Lady Loki version. Uh, I think she was great in that. Uh, oh, I, didn't, I hadn't spotted that. There was a young version of Sylvie in this as well. It's played by Kaylee Fleming from The Walking Dead. And I hadn't actually noticed that. I was just looking through some of the notes here. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so I just think the casting was great because you've got, I mean, Richard E. Grant was wonderful as well as the sort yeah, of classic so Loki. Good. I thought he was good. Owen Wilson, I know what you're saying about Owen Wilson, that people have mixed feelings about Owen Wilson, but I thought he was wonderful as Mobius. I, I really enjoyed that. Shout out to Tara Strong, who is one of the voices of Harley Quinn and she was in, uh, she does Batgirl and a whole bunch of other things as well. She's great and a wonderful voiceover artist and she was the kind of animated clock thing that kept on popping up. Uh, Miss Minutes. <laughs> yes, Miss Minutes. That's it. Yes. She was great in that. I just thought the way that they ended it and set it up for the multiverse stuff moving forward, I thought that was a really interesting idea. Got a couple of little cameos as well from uh, Jamie Alexander in there and Chris yeah. Hemsworth. Uh, Chris Hemsworth made an uncredited voice cameo, apparently, as uh, Throg, who was the frog Thor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I, I read uh, something, obviously, some of the fans go absolutely wild and start picking up Easter eggs. And I think I read something today that suggested that that, that post-credit scene in WandaVision mm -hmm. is apparently the moment that she kills Kang because she hears a different multiverse where her two children are alive. So I read that deep in the web of the super fandoms today. That Interesting. We're now supposed to link that bit where she opens her eyes because she hears her two sons talking mm -hmm. to each other when they technically don't exist is actually the moment where Sylvie kills Kang because that's when the spawn of the new multiverses start and therefore the children are still alive. So that yeah. was an interesting theory. I'd like to know if it's true or if that's just, you know, the diehard MCU fans coming up with their own little connections. It does sort of make sense though. I mean, mm. as an interesting little connection, yeah, that does sort of make sense. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'd not thought of that, but that works. I, I like what they're doing with the, with the TV shows because they're managing to play it in a way that's adding a lot of background and texture but you could if you didn't have Disney Plus and you were only 
actually watching the movies, you could just go, okay, there's a multiverse and be interesting to see how they play with it in the movies. Are you going to have have to have seen these TV series or not? I I think they're playing it in such a way that you can kind of go, okay, well, there's a multiverse and that's fine. And you can just take that on in the movies. Whereas this actually explains how the multiverse came into being. I mean, we've got other things that they've got to add in at some point, which may or may not come through the multiverse, like the Fantastic Four. We know that's got a movie coming at some point. The X-Men are going to have to show up um, mm-hmm. but we don't know at all what they're doing with that they've made no announcements at all but i do wonder whether that's going to come in through a multiverse thing some way there were rumors flying around this week that maybe they might manage to convince hugh jackman to come back but we'll see so oh. yeah it's going to be very interesting to to see where it's going but it, it, the end of this did get me quite excited for everything else as well yeah. and i love the series as a whole i think i agree with you one division i think is still up there um this sort of i think sits second at the moment and i'm very much looking forward to what if coming out as well and you know falcon once you told you was great i you know much more traditional mcu but i think it was still a really good setup that for those characters and introducing that i do really like what they're doing with the tv shows at the moment i think they're doing a fantastic job so yeah. uh yeah looking forward to where the rest go moving forward as well but uh yeah second season i mean it could be a little while off yet but there is a second season coming so and it's got to fit in with the story they're telling as well so they won't just drop it because it's getting good ratings it must be fitting in with where the TVA next need to come into play yeah. um, so I hope they do it justice but I'm sure they will they've, they've not really missed too many marks at the moment have they so uh, no. no that's good very very good the only thing with the Loki series was I mean I'm glad they put second season coming because of the way it finished it didn't wrap anything up in the way that WandaVision did as yeah. well so you know um, I I'm glad they kind of didn't just leave it there and and sort of made no announcement. So uh, that's all good. I'm very much looking forward to uh, that coming back for another season. Yeah. That was really fantastic. So that officially ends my list now, Dave. It's over to you. What else have you been watching? So uh, Manifest, which dropped as a box set onto Sky and Demand and Now TV. So or now as it is now, I must get used to calling it that. So I've been working my way through the third season of that. I'm really enjoying the third season. I think they've done a fantastic job with it i'm so gutted that the nbc decided not to renew it and the fact that netflix won't pick it up either because it's doing ridiculous ratings on netflix in the u.s it's been like in had the longest run on the number one spot in the netflix top 10 it's getting stupid numbers according to the nielsen ratings from the uh, u.s people that track this stuff on netflix as well and uh, it seems to be a financial issue and they can't agree on numbers that would make it work but it's a real shame that Netflix have opted not to do anything to move this forward after NBC decided to drop it or the fact that NBC didn't want to move it across onto Peacock which would be the other obvious thing to do it's a real shame but you're starting to get a bit more information about what happened to the plane and the passengers and how they potentially returned this season and there's there's a bit more of a sort of religion stuff brought in to it which is kind of interesting as well so been a very interesting direction they've taken with it this the, time the promo in the UK is a weird it's something I've never experienced considering I know the previous two seasons have gone but like, I don't remember the level of promo I'm getting across some of the um, I'm getting it on my Twitter feeds I'm getting <laughs> it on my Instagram I'm getting it across like my Now TV etc like for a program that's been cancelled
cancelled and this is the final season. The promo, I just think, is, is bizarre. It's, it seems to be going over the top. You know that sometimes if a programme's been cancelled, they just slide it out quietly and, uh, you know, hardly say anything about it. But it's just like suddenly manifests this brand new programme coming onto the block. Everyone must go and watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's weird with it being cancelled that it's being promoted so much. It's, it's very, very strange how they've uh, yeah. picked that up. That's the only real new thing I've watched. War of the Worlds is out now on uh, for its second season on Disney+, Plus, but I just haven't managed to get to watch it yet, so I'm going to start that probably tonight. Other than that, I'm still working my way through the uh, Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. I'm on season five of that. I've just got to the Darth Maul bit, which I'm quite enjoying because I've not watched the whole thing previously. I'd kind of seen odd episodes here and there, so nice seeing all the, that story arc in order and stuff. So I'm watching that, and the Bad Batch, which is coming out weekly, it's quite nice watching the two of them together and seeing how they fit together. So uh, that's been really good. I'm working my way through those right now. I've got other things that I need to go back to, like Atypical, which I loved the first couple of seasons of and, and just hadn't got round to the third season. And now the fourth season's out, so I've got to catch up with that and stuff. Then New Amsterdam comes back this week as well, so I'm going to have that on. And there's a bunch of like other bits and pieces, all the procedurals, the 911s and that sort of stuff I've been watching it too. So uh, yeah, uh, lots and lots of good stuff out there right now which I mean I remember the times when you couldn't find anything to watch during the summer and now look at it it's just like <laughs> loads of things all over the place so uh, I'm very much uh, enjoying TV right now there's a lot of decent stuff out there so that's all the stuff we've been watching this week let's move on to some TV and film news ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. The first one is kind of a cancellation, but it's sort of a cancellation before it even went anywhere. NBC have said they're not moving forward with Law and Order for the Defence, which was one of the spin-offs that they'd ordered. It was supposed to take an unbiased look in the criminal defence firm, putting lawyers under the microscope along with the criminal justice system. They've now decided that they're not going to make that. However, they have ordered another Law and Order to spin off um, so they've taken all the resources they were given because that was ordered to series I mean they'd, they'd given that a series order and said yeah go on make it they got as far as actually sending casting notices out and, and giving offers to people for it as well so it was quite far along but it seems that Dick Wolf who is the overlord of all things Law and Order and creator of it had taken a look at it and just wasn't happy with the direction it was going and uh, it was being run by Carol Mendelson, who's a former CSI showrunner. I'd not say this is her fault or anything. It's just overall, they just decided that looking at it, it wasn't up to the quality he wanted and it wasn't just didn't feel right and uh, decided that he's not going to be forward with that, but they're developing something else instead. We don't know what the other thing is going to be other than it won't be a legal drama. It will be a, more a procedurally thing, apparently. Um, this isn't the first time that they 
they've done this. Like there was Law and Order Hate Crimes, which was one thing that they announced a couple of years ago, I think. Uh, yeah, 2018 it was uh, announced. And uh, that was first announced for NBC and then they thought the language wasn't going to be quite right. And then they said, oh, well, it may go out on Peacock. And then it went eerily quiet and appears to have been shelved. And that, again, was ordered straight to series. So it seems to be a common thing. But then I guess when you're Dick Wolf and you've got a bajillion shows on air, you can afford to be picky and the network's not going to argue with you. So Yeah, and he doesn't want to get cancelled quickly. So if he's going to have that high eye eye for detail, and if he thought it just wasn't up to the scratch of some of the really strong ones he's got on at the moment, I can see he doesn't want to be, you know... Shonda has got a great record, but some of hers have come lasted one or two seasons and been shelved because it's that eye for detail, that sort of consistency that you look for in a drama. Uh, and I, he's probably making a safe bet, isn't he? He doesn't want to be cancelled because it just puts yeah. everything else at risk. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, then you get a million stories of like, oh, is this the end of Dick Wolf and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Dick Wolf, if you don't know or have heard the name, but aren't entirely sure what he's involved with, he's all the law and order stuff. Uh, so you've got SVU, which is still going strong, Organised Crime, which is the new spin off, which he's actually due to launch fairly soon on Sky Witness later this month. He's behind the Chicago franchise. So all three of those shows. He's also behind the FBI, FBI Most Wanted, and then they've got FBI International starting in the autumn uh, in the US as well. So we don't know. I mean, presumably Sky will pick that up as well. I mean, Sky Witness is basically Sky Wolf at this point because they, they just, I mean, it's all the shows that they get for NBC, plus they picked up the FBI series, which run on CBS in the US, but now we're on Sky Witness over here. So, I mean, just everything and all that stuff is all Dick Wolf drama. So, I mean, I, you can see why he's quite protective. And it, I mean, he has had a couple of missteps in the past. And, I, you know, I think, yeah, like you say, he's very protective of his brand as well as the show brand. So I mm. think he's got to be fairly careful and uh, make sure that he things are as he wants them. So uh, I think that's the reason for that. So there is more Law & Order spin-offs coming, but we don't know any more about it at the moment. In terms of renewals, mainly US stuff that hasn't aired over here yet, I can't which runs uh, was a reboot or a continuation series that's been renewed for season two on Paramount Plus in the US. Power Book 3 Raising Canaan has been renewed for a second season by stars ahead of its first season premiere. So this is the second spin-off to the original Power series because there's book two running as well. I think I get very confused. There's a whole bunch of them. I think there was book four coming up as well because they announced like three different spin-offs telling different parts of the various stories for that series so uh, they've renewed Power Book 3 for a second season and uh, Loki as you mentioned has been renewed for a second season as well in terms of pickups The Equalizer which is the Queen Latifah remake drama that has been picked up by Sky Witness I think that's been renewed for a second season as well I'm old enough to remember the original I imagine that's a bit before your time I know the films that Denzel did yes well there was before that there was a TV series which starred a guy called Edward Woodward and oh, I remember him yes he was the lead in that and they used to run on ITV over here but actually wasn't a British show it was a CBS show and it ran for like five seasons the original and that was the original version of The Equalizer then Denzel Washington did the 
those movie versions and then this which is a kind of amalgamation of the two which has Queen Latifah in the lead role as this sort of person that helps out the people that are kind of downtrodden and stuff around us so uh, I, yeah I, I think that looks like it could be quite a good series I know there's been sort of mixed comments about it when I posted the news but generally it seems to be from people that have seen a few episodes of it say that it's quite good so that we want to look out for that's coming fairly soon onto Sky Witness Alan Davis is returning for another season of As Yet Untitled four years after the last one went out which is coming uh, Tuesday the 27th of July at 10pm on Dave so I'm very much looking forward to that coming back have you seen any of those they're really good I haven't but I put it on my list this time around because again I saw him being interviewed recently and it just made me think that I I probably want to catch the next season and and just see what it's all about because he Mm. just talks quite highly about the programme so yeah it's being put on my list for the forthcoming season yeah As Yet Untitled if you haven't seen it it's a really interesting format because it's basically him and a group of some friends and some people that you know he he knows like they're celebrities and stuff but maybe people that he doesn't know that well and uh, he's given a few notes about some things that have happened in the past some of the guests and stuff but there's no set topic for them to talk about so it's literally a group of like five people sat in a room round a table chatting about you know stories and uh, maybe some things that have happened in the news although it's not particularly topical it's quite often things about you know their background like somebody met royalty once or you know ended up going on a hike with Prince William or uh, it could be anything some weird little facts that he maybe picks up on and they maybe tell the story about that or it could be something entirely random that just comes out of the conversation between the five of them so it's just a really interesting storytelling format and interview format and the reason it's called Asiak Untitled because ultimately the kind of vague idea of the show is they come up with a title for the episode at the end of it based on what they've been talking about so it is essentially an interview show but it's a very different sort of format for it so I, I really really like that and it's Alan Davis is lovely and it's it's a sort of quite a gentle nice thing to watch very much enjoy that that uh, it's 27th of July on Dave at 10pm that is coming back Top Gear versus F1 Special is coming to BBC One they announced this autumn so uh, that sees the Top Gear lads take an Alfa Romeo McLaren and Aston Martin V8 Vantage and Challenge Sebastian Vetti Lando Norris and Antonio Giovanzi I think his name is uh, so three F1 drivers I don't know F1 at all but they're, they're, I assume they're three F1 drivers and uh, they sort of challenge them to various different things so they're doing a special based around that which uh, and you know it's nice that they're managing to put a special out because obviously they can't really go anywhere to do a special and uh, the old Top Gear guys on the Grand Tour they've also got another special coming out this one's called Lockdown spelt L-O-C-H because it's them touring around Scotland because again obviously they can't go abroad they were supposed to go to Russia to shoot one but obviously couldn't do that due to the lockdown so uh, they've went to Scotland instead that is coming out on the 30th of July that is uh, around and it's obviously the three of them messing around in cars. Another new show coming up that they announced in this is coming to Stars Play in September. It's called BMF, uh, Black Mafia Family, it was known as originally, but uh, it's from 50 Cent. It's one of the shows that he's producing, and he, you know, he did Power and all sorts of other things. He's turned into a bit of a TV mogul at this point. But BMF is inspired by the true story of two brothers who rose from the decaying streets of the Southwest 
West Detroit in the late 80s and gave birth to one of the most influential crime families in the United States. Big Meech is one of them and Southwest T is the other brother. Those are the two guys and they get involved in sort of uh, hip hop and the drug trade and all that sort of thing as well. So uh, sounds like it could be quite an interesting historical drama kind of thing, um, which uh, I think actually, interestingly, Big Meech is being played by Little Meech, who is his son in the TV show as well. It's got Russell Hornsby in it as well, playing one of the characters uh, who you'll know from shows like Grimm, played the partner in Grimm. So um, yeah, that sounds like it could be quite interesting, but that is coming 26th of September. It's called BMF, and that is coming to Stars Play in the UK, and it'll be on Stars in the US. And uh, another little bit of news that dropped out today, actually. Charmed. History is repeating itself. The Charmed reboot series, which is just about to go up to its third season finale in the US, is losing one of its lead sisters. Madeline Matlock, who played the eldest sister, Macy, in the reboot series, has decided that she's not going to carry on after the third season. So they'll see what happens in the finale this week. Obviously, we don't know when this is coming back to the UK because it's E4 and they've got to sober up and throw the dart in the right place for them to actually uh, decide when they're going to schedule it. But um, it sounds like she's left of her own accord. It's not like it was with Shannon Doherty on the original series, who also was the eldest sister that left after three seasons. It was kind of more slightly pushed out, I think, in that case. But uh, it sounds like it was her decision to uh, leave. Uh, She says, I'm incredibly grateful to the CW and CBS studios for my time on the show and for being a brilliant support in my difficult decision to leave. Huge thanks to the fans who can look forward to what I know will be a spectacular fourth season because it has been renewed for a full season. Did you see any of this Charmed reboot? No, never been on my sort of list of interests, I'm Mm. afraid. I did see a bit of it when it first came back. I kind of just saw it, a few episodes to watch out of interest. I know it has got a dedicated fan base. I did like the original series, but uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting that it's, it's ended up with sort of mirroring the original series unintentionally by losing the eldest sister after three seasons. Um, <laughs> do wonder what they're going to do, because in the original series, a long-lost fourth sister turned up in the form of Rose McGowan, and that's how they kind of continued the whole power of three thing. The only problem with this is Charmed, the reboot series, used the long-lost sister trait in the opening episode. So there were two sisters, and then a long-lost sister turned up, which was, I think, was actually um, Macy, who is the character that's now leaving. So I don't know whether they do another long lost sister turn up out of nowhere or whether they'll try and work out another way of bringing somebody in. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle that for the full season. But uh, yeah, they obviously knew that she was leaving from the statements they've made. So presumably they've got it covered. Moving on to other news stories. True Crime on Channel 4 is a new thing that's coming up. They're launching this kind of new branded segment thing, which is going to launch across the Channel 4 network. So it's going to be on all four and on the main Channel 4 channel. Basically, what they've done is they've brought in a load of true crime things. I think it said something like 200 hours of various true crime formats. So there's a bunch of acquisitions, including some of the things like Surviving R. Kelly and Surviving Jeffrey Epstein, which have already run in the UK, but not on free-to-air. So they'll be going out first time on on free-to-air, and they were kind of big award-winning 
documentaries. So they're going to put those out. 24 Hours in Police Custody, which goes out on Channel 4, is obviously going to be a big part of it as well, because that's a big sort of true crime thing. They have got a couple of new commissions they've picked up. One is a show called Murder in the Alps, which is a three-part series about the murders of the Al-Hadi family in Javelin on the 5th of September in 2012. Almost a decade later, the series re-examines the extraordinary unsolved case with the use of archive footage and interviews with the victim's family and friends, witnesses, former suspects, journalists, and those close to the investigation in France and the UK. That's one of them. And the other one is uh, called Bling Ring, which is a three-part series which lists the lid on one of the most infamous crime sprees of the internet age between October 2018 and August 2019. I remember this when it happened. It was really odd. There was a wave of burglaries that took place in some of the richest suburbs of LA. They were dubbed the Bling Ring by reporters and they stole over $3 million worth of cash, art, designer goods, jewellery from a bunch of A-list celebrities, including Paris Hilton, Orlando Bloom and Lindsay Lohan. They're eventually revealed to be a group of middle-class suburban teenagers who have been planning the heist based on paparazzi sites and social media posts, which revealed that the famous victims were away from their homes. <laughs> so, and it then became a film. Yeah, I thought they'd done like a film or something about it as well. Ooh. But yeah, so this is going to be a three-part documentary about the actual events as well. So I think that sort of sounds like it could be quite interesting. Do you do true crime? I know you've you watched some of them on Netflix. Yeah, I, I do. I do like it. I, um, it can become a little bit all-encompassing. But in the UK, we're going to have the Sky. We have the Sky Crime Channel. We have lots of good stuff coming onto Amazon and Netflix. And now Channel Four. I mean, could there be too much? Are we going to have sort of like repeated around the place? You know, could we see things on multiple channels? But I, I love it. I, you know, and I know there's a big audience out there who sometimes don't want to watch fiction. They like to watch factual and there'll be a thirst for it you know so yeah i think it's good a good acquisition channel 4 do need to sort themselves out a little bit you know losing some good programs giving up on some good programs so this is something that gets them back into the good books again then go for it yeah i mean i think this is an interesting sort of setup to actually sort of brand it as a a thing as i said there's hundreds of hours of content that are going onto the all four catalog as well so uh, as well as like you know these new commissions they've only announced two new commissions so far but they've also acquired as well as surviving R. Kelly surviving Jeffrey Epstein Ice Sniper the Washington Killers they've acquired as well First 48 they've acquired uh, The Devil You Know Season 2 and Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 as well so those are some of the shows which are going to be running on Channel 4 and there's going to be a whole bunch of additional content going on to War 4 as well so uh, that'll be something to look out for I think uh, Autumn they said they're launching that so keep an eye out for that if you're into true crime that will pop up moving on to drama Dominic Moynihan is one of the two stars of a new AMC sci-fi drama called Moonhaven which sounds kind of interesting it's a suspense thriller focused on Bella Sway a lunar cargo pilot and smuggler 100 years in the future who finds herself accused of a crime and marooned on Moonhaven a utopian community set in a 500 square miles of Garden of Eden built on the moon to find solutions to the problems that soon will end civilization on Mother Earth. A sceptic in paradise, Bella is sucked into a conspiracy to gain control of an artificial intelligence responsible for Moonhaven's miracles and teams up with a local detective to stop the forces that want to destroy Earth's last hope before they are destroyed themselves. Dominic Moynihan, of course, you will probably know as the Hobbit Merry in the Lord of the Rings series. He also played Charlie Pace in Lost. 
Um, and then popped up in a bunch of other things like Flash Forward, uh, 100 Code, Bike Club. Um, he was in um, Rise of Skywalker as well. And the video game TV series thing, Quantum Break as well. He was in that. He's playing the detective who is tasked with solve the problems of Earth. The lead role of Bella Sway is going to relative newcomers called Emma McDonald. She's appeared in Picture of Dorian Gray and appeared in season two of The Queens of Mystery, neither of which are things that I particularly know. And she's done a lot of stage acting and stuff, but she's relatively new to TV and film work. That's kind of nice gig to, to your major AMC D series to land uh, your first kind of major TV role. Bella Sway is described as a sort of rogue Hank Solo-esque character who's also a veteran of the tremendous war. When she finds herself drawn into a conspiracy about Moonhaven's utopia, she learns that she has a deeper ties to the place than she first thought. So yeah, any interest in the sci-fi drama? Oh, I don't know, Dave. You know me and sci-fi. We haven't <laughs> got the best relationship in the world. Um, I'm reading about it. It's interesting, but I just don't know if it'll go high on my list, but I'll keep it in the back of my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that I see a branching out into things that aren't sort of um, zombies for a change. I mean, we know they've, as we mentioned last week, they've got the Vampire Chronicles coming, which is based on the Anne Rice novels. So they've got that strand coming. Um, you know, nice that they've kind of got some new things starting up because I think AMC pushed everything into The Walking Dead and then kind of forgot about everything else, it seems. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm glad that they're starting to make new shows again. But uh, we'll keep an eye out for Moonhaven. Don't know where it'll land in the UK because although we have AMC UK, they don't always air AMC shows. Weirdly, they seem to make more money selling them to like Amazon and stuff. We may come onto AMC UK. It may go somewhere else entirely. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And lastly for this week, Sky has revived the classic show Nevermind the Buzzcocks with Greg Davis set as host. This is the musical-themed comedy show which returns as an eight-episode series and a Christmas special. It's going to be on Sky. It was originally on BBC Two, but it's Sky that have brought it back. Basically, it's a music quiz. It's fun. It's silly. You've got Greg Davis, who is going to be the host. Noel Fielding, who was on the original show, on the later seasons of the original show, he's going to be back as one of the team captains. Daisy May Cooper from this country is also going to be on as the other team captain. And Jamel Maddox from Hate Thy Neighbour is going to be a regular guest on there. So that's going to be the setup for it. Greg Davis said, I've always loved Nevermind the Buzzcocks and thrilled to be the new host on Sky. We have a brilliant comedic talent on the team and plenty of exciting musical guests will be joining us. All that being said, I'm sure that nobody reads these press quotes in their entirety. So I'm going to finish by listing types of bread. Rye, sourdough, sliced white, Owen Cobb. <laughs> Dave, you've fallen into the trap. <laughs> yes, damn it. Um, there's going to be three regulars joined by a roster of top music and comedy stars to compete against each other. There's the usual unpredictability of the original series. Some of the best known and love rounds are also coming back alongside some new surprises thrown in as well. I'm very happy they're reviving this. I think it's a shame that they didn't manage to get Phil Jupiter to come back because Phil Jupiter is amazing on that show. Yeah. And I hope yeah. he comes in as a guest, but at least uh, that would be good. But um, I can see they're aiming for maybe a younger demographic than maybe some of those older comedians off there. But, uh, you know, it's a good set of people they've got. Yeah. I, you know, the, um, it'd be I nice. Will miss, I will miss Simon Amstel. Like, yes. He did do the last 
last couple of seasons a really good justice of the host. He was so controversial, wasn't he? Yeah. In terms of if he, they brought on a guest that he didn't like or felt were maybe famous for the wrong reasons, he'd properly try and call them out on it and put these awkward elements in. So, uh, but I will miss him being part of that. But, you know, that's a really good setup, a really, really strong. Daisy May Cooper never fails to make me laugh whenever she is on TV. I just love her stuff. So I very much looking forward to it. I remember watching it quite a lot when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, I remember Simon Edstall. Some of the stuff that he came out with was so vicious to the point that there were some people that actually walked off, I seem to remember, which only made it funnier, of course, because, you know, there's people taking themselves way, way too seriously, which was hilariously funny. But yeah, if you didn't like somebody, you knew about it. And I mean, I think maybe that's the reason why they've gone with somebody like Greg Davis instead. But yeah, I mean, I thought Simon was fantastic and Mark Lamar did it before that. So um, great, great host. It would be nice if you could have some of those people kind of come back on and do it. And, uh, you know, just as like some of the guests would be quite fun to have them come back, but we'll see. I'm glad it's coming back. Uh, I think this is a good pickup for Sky. I will very much be looking forward to that. We don't know exactly when that's going to land, but presumably autumn-ish, if they're doing eight episodes in a Christmas special, it will be sort of autumn-ish, I suspect, when that turns up. So that's all the news for this week. Let's move on to some highlights for next week on TV. Highlights for next week. We have Turner and Hooch, which is the TV series that is based off the original movie with Tom Hanks. That's landing on Disney Plus on the 21st of July. When an ambitious, buttoned-up US Marshal inherits a big, unruly dog, he soon realises the dog he didn't want may be the partner he needs. It stars Josh Peck as Scott Turner, son of Detective Scott Turner, who was portrayed by Tom Hanks in the original film. I do think they missed a trick by not managing convince Colin Hans to do that role but yeah, you know that would have worked that would have worked so well wouldn't it yeah I see it is a shame but anyway Josh Peck I'm sure he's absolutely fine so uh, that is coming on the 21st of July there is a trailer up on the website for that if you want to go and see it New Amsterdam returns on its new home on Sky Witness for a third season that is on the 21st of July at 9pm I'm very very much looking forward to that returning I know some people are complaining because it's on Sky Witness and it was on Amazon before but it was always a slightly odd acquisition for Amazon. I think yeah. Sky Witness is a more sensible place for it. So, Blackish Season 7, that has come around very, very quickly because Season <laughs> yeah. 6 was only a few weeks ago. Uh, 22nd of July at 4pm. They seem to be uh, running these out. I've got a theory about this. I think they're about to lose their license and it, Disney Plus want to drop the next two seasons. So they currently have Seasons 1 to 5 and Channel 4 have honestly been holding on to Season 6 for nearly 18 months. There was yeah. no reason why they couldn't play that out during the pandemic they had it we clearly knew it was belonged to e4 yeah and suddenly we get them all every day at 4 p.m and 4 30 lost tv slot in my opinion mm-hmm. it's a good comedy it should be in their comedy slot and i think they're dropping them all because they're about to lose the license for them because they're all going to go to disney plus that's my theory and i'm going to stick to it <laughs> i i am very much in agreement with you i i rather suspect that is the case and it happened with uh agents of shield as well they the final season of that i think ended up going out on disney plus so i think you're probably right i think that it's one of those shows that it makes far more sense that disney plus are going to run out the uh last few seasons so yeah they're kind of pushing that out i think you 
you're probably right with that. I think that's probably mm. the case. Um, so, uh, yeah, Blackish Season 7, 22nd of July at 4 p.m. That is going out on E4 in their random scheduling calendar. Um, <laughs> Deception Season 1, well, one and only season of Deception, coming to Alibi on the 23rd of July at 9 p.m. This stars Jack Cutmore Scott as Cameron Black, a superstar magician whose career is ruined by a scandal. So he turns to the only place he can think of to practice his art of deception, influence, and illusion, the FBI. This was a Belanti series. It was one of the great Belanti-controlled things. It only ran for one season, didn't manage to take off, unfortunately, but sounds quite fun. So if you're looking for something to kind of fill a gap, that might be one worth looking for on Alibi, that 23rd July at 9pm. Masters of the Universe Revelation, which is an animated series coming to Netflix on the 23rd of July. That's Kevin Smith, who is the person behind this. So the geek master extraordinaire. He is the person that took the reins on this series. It looks like it's going to be really, really good. And Kevin's very, very much up on his He-Man. So I think there's there's going to be a really interesting series. But uh, 23rd of July for that. Ted Lasso returns for season two. That's on 23rd of July as well on Apple TV. That just picked up a bunch of Emmy nominations. I haven't got around to watching yet, but I know Matt's been watching. It says it's fantastic. I need to go and check this out because it looks like it's been really good. And certainly from the amount of awards it's got, that certainly says it. It's an American college football coach that's recruited to take over an England soccer team. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, Alan Davis, as yet untitled, 27th of July at 10pm. That lands on Dave. So that is everything coming up for the next week on TV. If people want to find you throughout the weeks, where can they get you? So yes, uh, before I go into the wilderness, if you want me to uh, contact me, I'm on Twitter at Gray the Geek. That's Gray with an A. Um, yeah, I'll be off grid for about two weeks, but I'll be uh, returning about August the 9th to get my second jab. So uh, that's ah. when I'll start appearing again. Excellent. Yes. So uh, go and check Gray out on Twitter. For everybody else, of course, Bex, you can find over at Twitch tv forward slash trista bites that's b-y-t-e-s uh, we've just posted an interview that bex did with another huge twitch streamer uh, it was a really really fun and interesting interview uh, a guy called the hunter wild go and check that out it'll be in your stream in the behind the scenes podcast but that was a really interesting interview about sort of twitch streaming and the charity work and all the other stuff that they do and if you're interested in twitch streaming uh, he runs a thing called streamer square which gives you sort of background into it and uh, how to get started and that sort of stuff really interesting interview that and uh, Bex did that for us so uh, hopefully she will be back on the main show soon she's just snowed under with work right now so that's uh, Bex at twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bites Matt you can go and get over on entertainmenttalk.org we are back doing the last few episodes of Breaking Bad Season 2 over there so go and check those out and Daryl you can go and find over on Hollywood northnews.net for all those series you love which are shot in Canada for us you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown uk that is everything we shall see you next week bye bye bye
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.